change is slow, slow, slow until it's fast and takes off. I see the silver lining in the pandemic in that way for higher education. Welcome to SHI's Innovation Heroes, a podcast exploring the people and businesses driving change in our drastically disrupted world. I'm your host, Peter Bean. One of the biggest disruptions we've seen from this coronavirus pandemic has been the total upending of our educational institutions and norms. Almost overnight, nearly a billion students, parents and teachers, were forced to adapt to a new way of doing things. Classes were either cancelled indefinitely or moving online. And going back to the way things were, the good old days, certainly isn't going to be easy. But what I find most interesting is the impact this new world of education may have on all of us in the long run. Schools, more specifically our post-secondary institutions, are where the leaders of tomorrow are shaped. So what does it mean when the physical college campus goes kaput? We spend a lot of time in the IT industry obsessed about questions of user experience and UX design. And I can't help but wonder just how strange and different school is going to be when you swap out that physical in-person interface with a virtual pixelated approximation. Just picture all those thousands of talented, bright-eyed students, ones that have worked their butts off to get that storied acceptance letter from Harvard or Yale, only to find out that this fall, the biggest time of their lives, they're going to kick off their freshman year and all their classes are going to be delivered via a glowing screen and Wi-Fi. What is the Ivy League experience, in other words, without all the Ivy, without the campus experience? Will this shift to a digital first campus help students thrive? Will it open up all new ways to get inspired and flourish? Or will it just increase the digital divide and set us all back? But what I really want to explore are the tech heroes behind it all. The IT folks in the universities who all of a sudden need to turn their campuses digital. I want to hear about the teachers and professors to hear about how they are gonna step up and make this experimentation in online learning the template for future paradigms. And I wanna know about the students adapting to this brave new world of academia. To help me have this conversation, I'm excited to be joined today by Nina Angelo, VP of Product Marketing at Top Hat. If you aren't familiar, Top Hat's active learning platform helps professors engage and motivate students using a variety of online, blended, and face-to-face features and applications like virtual classrooms, live lectures, chat and discussions, attendance trackers, and of course, interactive textbooks. In the wake of COVID, their solutions are more relevant than ever, and the traditional way we teach our students faces unprecedented pressure to adapt and change to the times. I'm proud to welcome Nina to chat about Top Hat's team and customers, all of whom are innovation heroes. Nina, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. I want to begin by 
thanking you and the people at Top Hat. I saw back in March that Top Hat actually made its platform free for professors struggling to find a remote teaching solution. I think that's the real tech for good stuff that we need more of, and I I really appreciate seeing it. And I I just wanted to say thank you to you and the entire team at Top Hat for that. Thank you for saying that. We take our mission seriously, and it was a great opportunity to help our our customers, instructors, and institutions uh, in a time of need. You know, I just love the way your CEO, Mike, explains your mission. You guys are setting out to kill the sage on the stage model, right? One teacher broadcasting out to multiple students with zero real-time interaction. I was wondering if we could start there and you could tell me and our listeners a little more about Top Hat's mission and why you feel it's time to change the way we educate our students. If you think about the model for higher education, it actually hasn't changed that much in maybe 800 years going back to Socrates. You know, the Socratic method, you know, it worked really well in smaller class sizes, but not in today's large lecture halls filled with 100, 200, 500 students, right? The anonymity behind which students hide and as a result, their learning preferences, their styles, their needs become anonymous as well is really a challenge for an instructor to be able to reach them and connect with them. And what that's doing is really making students question the value of higher education. Learning, we believe at Top Hat, needs to be active. It needs to be collaborative. It needs to be participatory. That's the antidote to this sage on the stage model. And what we saw happen during March and the spring when COVID hit is that that tenet became more and more important, right? With the switch to remote teaching and students kind of being hidden behind a a Zoom screen or, or another video conferencing screen, we as an industry needed to work harder to make students an active participant in their learning experience. I can't help but think that the pandemic has completely sped up this disruption that you're trying to accomplish. I mean, it's 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 blatantly obvious, like you mentioned, the Zoom calls and, you know, that the first step of that was let's just do the same thing, but let's do it on, on a video call, which, mm-hmm. as you said, isn't great. Obviously, your business has to have changed since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about how that may be? And since March, we've obviously had very strong growth in terms of interest and adoption of our learning platform. Um, You think about an engaging class experience, actually being able to participate in a lecture, reflect on your own learning, giving cues to an instructor who can then decide if they need to course correct based on comprehension of the concepts they're presenting. That becomes harder in an online learning environment. And so uh, certainly the demand for supporting synchronous lectures and, and teaching classes in, a, in an active learning way became important. But you know what, what's been happening for a long time is also that the traditional textbook publishing business has been disrupted, right? And we saw this accelerate as well, you know, a, a stale, flat print textbook that doesn't give you any feedback, that doesn't provide any interactivity, isn't cutting it anymore. I'm also really interested in in how this is going to change the way students look at post-secondary education. I mean, I think about that myself. I put myself in the mind of if, you know, when I was a student, how I would view all of this. And it's very confusing. 
you, you hear a lot of students talk about simply not starting their semester if everything is just online. What's your read on this? And could this be the end of the traditional university and college system for us? I think that higher education is certainly facing a reckoning, a huge test. In the spring, students, parents, society gave institutions a pass, given the chaos that everybody was facing. Everyone was trying to do their best. But now that we've had the summer to plan, uh, institutions are, are really going to have higher standards. And certainly not every institution will survive. I don't think higher ed is going away. There's certainly going to continue to be a demand to extend one's learning in a particular area or field or discipline or profession or track. But the way that it's being delivered will certainly have alternatives and substitutes. And so higher ed is going to need to innovate to be able to keep up. I can't help but be inspired by what Nina was saying. Everything in this world now feels so dark and, and so down and, and so hopeless sometimes. And when I think about Top Hat's mission and I think about some of the ways that they're trying to change the world and specifically the way Nina described it, I find it incredibly hopeful and inspiring thinking about how students can learn better and more importantly, contribute better to society after they finish their virtual remote on-premise education. That's very exciting. There's another side of this educational revolution that doesn't get as much attention, but I'm, I'm really interested in learning about, and that's the IT side of things. What are some of the technological challenges that your customers are facing that are holding them back from evolving their approach to teaching, especially with Top Hat? I think the biggest issue is the priority that institutions place on technology as a tool for innovation. We associate it with banks, with media companies, with healthcare, but not necessarily with higher ed. And so until COVID, there was really a lack of motivation to change that at an org level. Tech, of course, isn't a panacea. You know, you have to have clarity around the use case or the pain point or the job to be done, which COVID has certainly helped surface in a remote teaching era. But we need to be able to figure out how technology at scale can supplement that, right? Like, and if you start with the objectives you're trying to achieve as an institution, as a department, or even within your individual course, it's similar to the way that instructors think about designing their course. You start with the learning objectives, right? And then you work backwards from those objectives. And the tool is there to help enable and empower. What has the pandemic done to highlight technological and IT issues your customers just have to overcome in order to make this transformation long term? The pandemic revealed a number of gaps that honestly, most institutions and frankly, the vendor community was not ready to address, right? Building a community and connection between and amongst students, huge challenge when students are no longer co-located on campus. Lack of an engaging class experience. Number one concern of university presidents and provosts is that, you know, how are we actually going to motivate students to participate when they're all kind of dispersed around the world? And then a lack of flexibility in terms of like, you know, being able to move agilely between remote teaching, online teaching, or a hybrid of the two. This challenge that you've 
met head on around adoption and, and change management for the community is not something that my community, the video conferencing community, ever really anticipated when we were trying to affect education 15 years ago. Flash forward that thought today. What are some of the challenges that right now no one's thinking about out in the community and out out in, in the industry that we should be anticipating, that we should be thinking about for the next you know, 5, 10, 15 years? As a product marketer and a strategist, I think about customer segmentation. And so if you think about instructors, you're already from the mass population, you're thinking about a very specific group of people. And so you say, okay, instructors are a specific vertical. But I think the key to continuing to innovate is that there are different profiles of instructors or personas. There are different profiles or personas of institutions. Uh, There are different personas of students. And continuing to hone what it is that those segments are and what their pain points are, what their jobs to be done are, will serve higher education well, right? And getting more and more granular about the product market fit for those individual segments. Higher ed is going to face, already is facing a ton of competition in terms of alternatives. You see coding boot camps popping up. You see alternative credentialing and certificate programs popping up. What I'd love to see is your traditional higher education institution doing the same, thinking about the segmentation within their quote unquote customer base and starting to think about what do individual groups of students need? The question is, can they be proactive about actually standing up and testing and experimenting on those types of programs that can create a more diverse set of offerings for different segments? Take the pandemic out of the situation for a moment and things proceed on as normal versus what we're now living through. And you look at those two different futures. Do you see a big difference 15, 20 years from now and how education is delivered in those two futures? I think that despite the pain and illness and chaos that the pandemic brought, it also brought the benefit of accelerating trends that needed to be accelerated, especially in higher education. And so if you think about the future, okay, maybe 15, 20 years from now, it won't be that different. But to really help today's students, the opportunity was really to accelerate the change that was frankly happening too slowly. Change is slow, slow, slow until it's fast and takes off. I see the silver lining in the pandemic in that way for higher education in sort of moving us to ultimately what all of the entire higher education ecosystem is trying to achieve, which is improved student outcomes. However you define student outcomes, whether that be, you know, self-satisfaction in in the learning process, all the way to was I able to to get a job, all the way to self-actualization, right? And everything in between. The opportunity is for us to, as an industry, as an ecosystem, improve outcomes. And if we can do that faster for more people and meet them where they're at, all the better. I can't help but think about what it was like trying to design and create virtually delivered education 15 years ago when we were simply deploying video conferencing systems and lecture halls and broadcasting the same content from a big giant room out to the world or the online world and calling that virtual education. 
it continues to come to mind how if we had the vision that Top Hat has, if we had the design-based thinking that Nina and her team have back then, that we might have been able to get a 10, 15 year jump on producing quality, engaging virtual education back in the beginning of our first attempts. Earlier on, you mentioned, you know, the silver linings that we can find within this pandemic and what's what's changed in our world. And I think we're all kind of hunting for those right now. I've often pondered what the world might look like if there actually was unlimited access to quality education, you know, that was actually available to every human being on Earth. It's personally something I would give anything to live long enough to see. With education being delivered in this model, I think we now have a a way to get a lot closer to this vision and and make it available education, quality education available to anyone who can't access it. Do you talk about this kind of social impact at Top Hat and does it drive some of the decisions that you make? Because it sure sounds to me like it does. Absolutely. It's what gets top hatters out of bed in the morning, right? Day to day, we think about functional impact. When we get really great feedback from an instructor, we feel the emotional impact that we make. But certainly the social impact is what keeps us at top hat, right? And helps it keep us focused on our mission. We believe that technology is, is great at delivering the scale that's required to improving learning outcomes. But it's also technology that helps democratize education. Technology helps make learning more relevant. You know, you think about virtual reality, augmented reality, creating the opportunity to move from the abstract to the practical, you know, experiential and applied learning used to have to happen in hospitals physically or in classrooms for teachers physically or on the job for engineers. And What technology is allowing learners to do is pull forward those practical learning experiences, which is, of course, good for society, good for the learner, you know, and and good for the discipline. I wanted to ask you about Rutgers, mainly because we're both partners with Rutgers. You've been doing work with them. SHI just recently deployed 10,000 devices for freshmen starting their semester away from campus due to COVID-19. What have you been doing with Rutgers? Yeah, Rutgers is one of our great you know, institutional partners that has really adopted all facets of the platform. And like some of our very successful institutions, it started with pioneer educators who've had great experiences on Top Hat, seen improved student outcomes through engaging learning experiences on Top Hat that then shared their experience and helped others feel more confident and comfortable adopting what we offer. And so we've really seen usage on that campus grow as a result of those early adopters who felt comfortable with technology. They also happen to have faculty there that use our digital content offerings as well. So not just thinking about solving the in-class synchronous learning experience challenge of engagement, but saying, how can we make the entire experience more engaging? Human experience in education is drastically changing, right? We, we talked about that before. 
And we know that the lockdowns have had a devastating impact on our collective and individual mental health. Can you tell me a bit about how technology can help students, teachers, and even parents continue to feel connected, inspired, motivated beyond just, you know, interaction? If you think about what's at the core of the higher ed experience, especially on a physical campus, it's as much about what happens inside of class as outside. You know, you think about friendships, extracurricular activities, amenities, research programs, mentorship from faculty. That piece, once you go to a remote learning environment and don't have people co-located on a campus, disappeared very quickly. What technology can do to help is really help forge that connection and that community in a way that reignites the connections that can be made between students, between faculty and students, and really between faculty members themselves, right? So what we actually did, we've been working on a tool on the side for community and collaboration. We've called it Slate, which really is purpose-built for higher education, community, collaboration, connection. It almost becomes like an early warning system. Should there be an issue with student mental health, for example, are you even participating in the course chat, right? Or are you actually participating in, in the dialogue or participating in breakout sessions? Suddenly, it's a leading indicator to help faculty reach out and provide the right support. We're going to have a lot of IT leaders in the education industry listening to this show. Um, I wanted to, to give you an opportunity to share some words of advice with them. You've obviously have a strong take and a strong sense of how to accomplish this the quality, engaging, inspiring virtual and in-person learning, the next generation of learning. For our audience, what advice would you give them right now looking into the future? At Top Hat, we have a theory of impact, and that theory of impact is that faculty, instructors, when empowered with the right content, the right tools, the right technology, can engage their students, and engage students lead to improved outcomes. So we see faculty as the change agents of the classroom. They have the power to be able to improve learning outcomes. And so the advice that I would give is administrators have a difficult job to make decisions around technology that often affect hundreds of faculty and thousands of students. So listen to your faculty, listen to your students, get to know your customer better, right? Sit in on classes regularly, speak with faculty, try to understand where the challenges lie, not just from a technology or an administrative perspective, but start with the teaching and learning experience, understand their workflow, understand their concerns, understand what they're trying to achieve, not just as an instructor, but as a human, right? Because at the end of the day, we all have aspirations and, and, and don't underestimate the challenge of, of change, especially in an industry that has often been reluctant to innovate. So, so don't just throw technology at your faculty and your students and say, good luck. Think about how is it going to make them more effective in service of what overarching objective? How can they best be enabled to achieve that objective? Amazing. Nina, I want to thank you for being on the show, uh, but also thank you and commend you and the entire team at Top Hat for what you're doing to make the world a better place. It's inspiring. It's exciting. 
And it just gives me shivers, honestly, thinking about what impact you could have on the next generations of humanity. So thank you so much for what all of you do at Top Hat and for being on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. It was it was lovely to be able to share a little bit of what we work on and what gets us out of bed in the morning. Higher education is facing a reckoning. COVID-19 didn't create the challenges it's struggling with today. It just accelerated the need to address them and made old problems far more apparent. To start, our traditional views of how education gets done are outdated. Textbooks, the sage on the stage, all of it is a far cry from being good enough in today's remote everything world. Even if the pandemic went away tomorrow, educators are going to have to face up to the fact that they can be doing so much more to drive actual engagement and impact with their students. Another thing that really stood out to me, just how much all of this comes down to humanity and human connection. Students want a place to thrive and grow. Teachers and professors want to share their passion and interest in the subjects that they're teaching. Technology either helps or hinders us people in our lifelong quest to be more human. Top Hat is a great example of a company putting real people first. That's something that all IT leaders and tech lovers should keep in mind when developing solutions for your industry, no matter what it is. Last, there is really no time to wait. Disrupt or be disrupted. Higher education is facing far more competition than ever before. They no longer hold the monopoly on delivering education outcomes. Coding boot camps, online institutions, and even companies like Google are achieving product market fit and giving students opportunities to learn in exciting new formats. Another relevant lesson for IT to keep in mind, no matter what business you find yourself in, is chances are you are being disrupted. The question is, are you ready to adapt and adopt the tools needed to win? Are you agile enough? Thank you for listening to Innovation Heroes, the podcast exploring the IT leaders transforming business and life in this incredibly unpredictable new world. We'll be back in two weeks for our discussion with Intel to hear about the future of hotels, tourism, and maybe even robot room service. If you like this episode and want to hear about more Innovation Heroes, please support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star rating, and sharing what you think about the show in the comments. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Peter Bean.